Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. This podcast is home to the raw, real, unscripted conversations that nobody else wants to have. On Tuesdays, I bring in the guest experts, and on Thursdays, you'll hear all the high thoughts. So excited that you are here, so grab your coffee, cocktail, whatever your drink of choice is, and let's head to the lounge. Kelsey, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. What are you drinking today? Thank you so much for having me. I've got my cup of coffee has two shots, some hot water and steamed cream. So it's like an Americano at home. Yeah. I have an espresso. Okay. What do you, have you seen the, I forget what they're called. There's the Nespresso and then there's the other one that's like $600. Oh, that's like a straight up espresso machine probably. Oh, the bre- it's Breville. Breville. Yes, Breville. yeah, and it has like the tamper and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, what's the difference between the Nespresso and that one? So the Nespresso is like the Keurig of espresso. Oh. Yeah, and it like it's honestly really good. Like I was a barista, so I have really high expectations for coffee. And like every morning I get to have a delicious cup of coffee at my home with an espresso. <laughs> yes. And did you, were you a barista in Washington? Yeah. Okay. I was not a bikini barista though. Let's get that straight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, even if you were, I wouldn't judge you. <laughs> I see those girls, they make bank. <laughs> they do. <laughs> okay. You guys, funny backstory. So Kelsey and I are in the same mastermind. And one day I saw, I think I saw, or you saw, one of us saw that we were in Washington and we were like, wait, wait. And it turns <laughs> out she grew up like less than an hour away from me. But the ma- the person who's facilitating our mastermind is all the way in New York. And yeah. somehow like we got intertwined and connected in this way. And it was just so really weird. Cool. So Kelsey, for people who have no idea who you are, what you do, can you give a little background on who you are, what you do and what got you to this point? Yes, absolutely. Well, it's kind of a long story, of course, as any entrepreneur would say, but um, basically the short of it was I always knew that I wanted to own my own business. Um, I thought in high school that I was going to be like a hairstylist or something uh, because I'm creative and I thought painting hair would be fun, but I don't want to be held responsible for that. So Uh, so in high school, I helped my parents rebrand our seasonal fireworks stand. I'm Native American, and in Washington, you're allowed to sell fireworks on the reservation. So I helped rebrand our fireworks stand to name it Titty Titty Bang Bang and donate a percentage of profits to the fight against breast cancer. And so that really like sparked my like, oh my gosh, I think I'm good at this and went to school for strategic and corporate communications. I'm currently getting my master's degree in business. And I started this all because I was being really undervalued in my nine to five job. Um, I feel like that's a story that so many entrepreneurs, you know, start out with. So there's nothing really special there, but, um, my manager came in my office when I was like, I'm going to quit. Like, this is not okay. He was crying in my office and it's because I was doing his job for him. <laughs> oh my so, God. You were holding yeah. down the fort. Yeah. Yeah. He quit shortly after I left. So 
if that tells you anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when you were in corporate, what was, what were the duties that you did there? Was it similar to what you do now? That's the thing. Like the reason that I, so I asked for a raise several times in corporate because I was like, I'm doing so much more than I was hired to do. Um, I got hired as a digital marketing specialist or coordinator or, you know, one of those. And basically my job was very fluid. Like I just did random shit. Like I was a game show host on for um, a Facebook live game show that we had. And I'm like, where, <laughs> what is this? Like what? Um, and so anyways, I was just creating content. I was doing email newsletters. I was doing paid advertising. Um, yeah, lots of stuff, lots of random stuff. And then um, we were going, the place that I was working at was going through a huge renovation project, a $20 million renovation project. And they were trying to figure out how to, you know, reopen with a bang because they lost so many of their loyal guests. It was a casino and a hotel. So, um, yeah, they were trying to, so they put me as me as project manager of the entire marketing campaign for that, um, Re grand reopening, which was so fun because I gained a lot of knowledge, but it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I think was the place that you were working. It kind of rings a bell because one of the local casino hotels and like competitors, we were competitors with Tulalip. Oh, I'm not saying what it is because I don't know if there's a, it's the experience I don't know that one. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, North. Oh. Anacortes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know. Oh, I know which one that is. Uh -huh. They have cool, they have RV parking too, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, I'm a whore for RV stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So that's really interesting to me. There's a couple questions I wrote down as you were talking. So where did you come up with Titty Titty Bang Bang? I feel like that's such a, a such a cool name and it's like you you can't forget it it's like almost a, a rhyme <laughs> yeah um I we were my dad and I were actually like going back and forth with naming the firework stand um and it was a play on chitty chitty bang bang which is like a show or something like that I don't know my dad my dad recognize the show and the rhyme and so we were like slap that on a sign baby <laughs> oh my gosh I love that and I'm yeah. sure so many people that came in were like this is, I I know the play on words here <laughs> yes yeah it brings in so many people it's crazy <laughs> so what made you want to get your master's in business like having I feel like here's where my thought process is when it comes to business so or degrees. So I have my bachelor's in communications and then I have a half finished MBA and I'm mm -hmm. like, ah, well, I have my own business now. So I yeah. don't want to finish, but I feel like it's really cool that you have your own business and you're very successful in it and you're still going to get your master's. So how did that come to fruition for you? Um, well, I always like had it in my head. Like I want to get my MBA, you know, like just to have some thing to add to my name, I suppose. And I, as a um, Native American, 
um, our tribe, one of the things that we get is they pay for a school and tuition. Nice. Yeah. So I feel like it would kind of be stupid for me not to, because I have that opportunity and also, you know, learning whatever I can from that experience. It has been one of the hardest things that I've ever done balancing a, you know, growing business really quickly and trying to get my homework done on time. Uh, definitely the hardest thing. Um, I'm not sure necessarily, like there's a lot of different benefits from going to school. Like, you know, when you're going to your undergrad, like one of the main right? (laughs) Like you learn how to be responsible with your time and like figuring out how to get your homework done because you don't have people telling you what to do anymore, AKA your parents. So, (laughs) um, it's kind of been that all over again. Um, also lots of work with my teams, like within each class that I'm doing lots of group projects. Um, so I, I would say that it's definitely beneficial. Uh, I just don't have the ROI on that yet. <laughs> yeah. So what, so from what you've learned so far from like managing school and your business and everything, like what are some other perks and benefits or things that you've learned? Mm-hmm. Not even like academically maybe, but like maybe ap- academically, but what are the, some things that you've learned from having your business and getting your MBA at the same time, like what, what kind of like life lessons really slapped you in the face? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Um, well, stress management, I would say I am not a professional at stress management, but, um, one of the things, so Alexi and I took a emotional intelligence quiz for the mastermind that we're in. And one of the things that came up like top rating on mine was stress tolerance. And I'm like, great. (laughs) Like how wonderful. Um, so I am like, I perform really well under stress. I will get stuff done. Like, even if I leave it up to the deadline, like I'm still going to get it done and it's going to be done well. Um, I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing, but you know, a lot of things get thrown on my plate, you know, last minute. So, it is a good thing, I guess. Um, and then let's see the importance of like recognizing when I'm feeling burnt out, like, because I'm burning the candlestick at literally both ends. My fiance wonders like if I'm, you know, still his fiance, because I, we barely get to spend any time together because I'm always on, always on my phone working, or messaging my freaking group members or like oh shit i have an hour worth of video modules that i have to watch tonight sorry like i can't talk to you or you know engage in conversation um so it's just been a really chaotic and hectic year two years two and a half years there's no other way to put it (laughs) yeah well when it's done you're probably going to be like wait how do i how do I pick up something else that will stress me out? I'm oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I've been saying like, I am not going to know what to do with my time, but I'm sure Johnny, my fiance, he's like, you're going to find something else to 
you know, put in there. I know it. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like that's just kind of how, are you, what, what's your, do you know your human design? Mm-hmm. I'm a Manny Jen. Okay. Me too. I yeah. think that's, that's why I'm like, mm, this is what's going to happen is you're, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I've accomplished this. What else can I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, literally. I feel like with, with that, our human design type, it's like, we just constantly are going and going and going yes. and like, let's make action. Let's, let's do something. Let's make action. Let's let's act on this idea and, you know, I like have to keep be. going, keep rolling. So yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy, but like, I feel you girl, like when I was working full-time and working on my master's, like, I think I almost had a mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> and I've I, had many. I mean, I didn't have kids or anything at that point either. So like it, it's, I applaud you and anybody else who's listening to this in school, like trying to balance your job and work and school and like bettering yourself. Cause it's not easy. No. And that's something that nobody will ever tell you yeah. when you're just looking on social media. Like, right. Um, what, wait, can I ask you a question? Yeah. <laughs> um, when did, when were you getting your master's? Um, it was 2017 or 18, mm-hmm. 2000. I think it was 2018. I dropped out my husband. Well, fiance, no, husband at the time he um after we got married we went on our honeymoon uh-huh. like three days in he got really sick and we got back and you know I tried to like continue doing it but then he was like almost dying like he lost like 60 pounds and oh my gosh or no he 60 pounds in like a month or two he got ulcerative colitis And he had to get his colon removed. And there was like so much stress going on in my life that I was like, this is the one thing that I can drop Yeah, for right now. And I mean, who knows, maybe later in life, I'll want to go back and finish it. But at this point, I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm, we're running a business, you know, what's the point? But the point for me is like, I have always thought that I wanted that. And so- I've thought about like just throwing in the towel many, many a times, <laughs> but then oh. I'm like, I'm going to resent myself. Yeah. It's, and it's going to feel so good when you're done. Like this is, this is one of those things where it's like that challenging time. It, like in the moment, it feels like you physically cannot go on anymore, but it's like one step forward and yeah. then eventually you'll, you'll be done and then be like, thank the Lord. <laughs> At least yeah. I have it. Now I can put these three letters behind my name. Right. I earned that shit. It's so silly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like MBA, I mean, that's a big deal. Like that's, that's an amazing degree. And I remember like the things you learn in your MBA is so much different than like when you just go and get like your, your bachelor's or your yeah. associates or you're in high school or you're, you're, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done a trade degree or anything, but like your MBA, they're actually teaching you like accounting and like yeah. balancing your books and how to talk to people. Like they're actually teaching you how to run a business. So I'm sure you're getting a lot of tactical skills for your business as well. Yeah, that's very true. Like getting to actually have specialized business classes, because I was a comm major too, strategic and corporate, um, and that you don't really get to do all the business classes. And even then, like, this is just higher level, like teaching you how to run like a corporation if you wanted to, you know, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you have a, you have a pretty big social media management company. Am I Mm -hmm. wrong? 
it is um definitely growing um i'm not pushing like right now we're like very we have definitely a lot of social media management clients so for the remainder of 2022 um i'll be i'll be looking to um really help people more in a one-to-one capacity where you know i'm helping them through a intensive or consulting or like content creation day where we film uh batch record reels or tiktoks video that sort of thing where it's kind of like a quick turnaround and you know it's not an ongoing process <laughs> yes okay so sorry if you could hear my son in the background um what when it comes to social media management mm-hmm. what is one thing that is surprising to most business owners like when they reach out and they're like oh i i want to work i i feel like i want someone to manage my social media what's mm-hmm. what's that thing that people are like wait what um oh this could be a lot of things so the first thing that's coming up is the fact that it is a partnership um you can outsource your social media to us and we will do as much as humanly possible to make it the easiest thing you know but at the end of the day there it requires some output from the business that is hiring us because number one especially if it's a personal brand like we are not you and we can't post photos of ourselves like we need photos of you we need videos of you um you know we need information from you about what you do to make sure that what we're doing is cohesive and consistent with like how you would share your brand and your message Mm. um we do do most of the legwork of like ensuring that we embody the person's brand up front by um, having them fill out like a really robust strategy questionnaire. And then we create the strategy and that just allows us to really step into this person's body essentially and be them when we're writing the content. But it requires some output. Yeah. Oh, and social media management, you guys, if you are ever trying to outsource it, if they are asking for two, three, four, five grand a month, like it is worth it because there is a lot of work that yeah. goes into it. There's so much, so work. much work. I don't think people realize that they're, you know what? I used to do social media management and I used to charge $500 to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, oh my gosh, I was looking at this VA's person, this VA's um, website the other day and it was like $500. I'm like, girl we need to talk like no that's so bad i guess unless it's like somebody that's not specialized and not doing it like strategically okay like if you're just whipping up a post and like putting it up there to post then maybe that's okay but if you're you know taking your marketing education and making the content strategic you should be compensated (laughs) my gosh yes and like beyond that too like once you put that strategic content out and people start responding and commenting like that's a whole different thing and not to mention social media should get hazard pay (laughs) (laughs) realistically i feel like being on social media for a long time can be so damaging to like your brain just scrolling your eyes and the blue light and the comparison trap so true 
subconscious messages you're getting and just like being on all the time girl I don't know how you do it but I'm <laughs> super proud that there are people like you who oh, thank you. are willing to take up the challenge because it's challenging it is yeah the most tedious thing that people like are they most excited to get off their plate I feel like is the engagement Yes. Do you still think that engagement is a good strategy for business owners on Instagram at least? Oh, good question. Absolutely. Like for sure. I think that there is, you know, um, people have taught it like go like every single one of somebody's posts, you know, and that is so spammy and gross. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're coming at it from an authentic perspective and you're genuinely like responding to somebody's Instagram story or their post, I think that it will go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. I feel like with everything you just said, it all boils down to like being you, being mm -hmm. your own human, being, being unique in your own way where you're not like being spammy or being salesy or trying to be somebody else. Like you have the magic sis mm -hmm. seriously so embrace it own yeah. it don't use any like freaking templates that you're finding like if you do make sure that you're tweaking them so that they sound like you because people and freaking know that yes you have like literally type as you talk in yeah. person don't try to like make yourself sound like corporate joe when you're <laughs> you are not that at all. Like that was, that was a big problem that I had Kelsey in the beginning was like, I would, I would go on Instagram and be like, we are excited to announce that we have put out. I'm like, well, first of all, I'm a one woman show. So I'm talking about <laughs> myself and I, but then I started talking more like I, I do when I'm in conversation and that's kind of when everything changed. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it didn't feel so forced. It didn't feel like like I was trying to be someone I'm not because I'm not someone who's like super professional and like wears the, you know, the pantsuits and whatnot. Like, well, I'm wearing some nicer stuff today. It looks like you're in a cute outfit right now. <laughs> kind of. Um, I decided to get ready today, but like most days I'm not. So I just kind of go with what I what I feel. But I, I think that's a good reminder to people like, just be yourself. And yeah. I know that's so cliche and overused, but seriously, like, Lead, lead with your intuition. <laughs> yeah. And don't let comparison on the internet make you try and do things that are not you. Like if, you know, if somebody else is doing something and they're successful at it, that doesn't mean that you should try it so that you can be, try and be successful at it too. Probably mm -hmm. won't work for you. Ooh, I feel like that's like the bigger conversation that we're starting to have in the online space mm -hmm. with like, around like coaching and whatnot is that everybody's yeah. selling what worked for them and then we try it and then we're like well that doesn't work for me so for people like that who mm -hmm. are like who get into that trap really easily of like shiny object syndrome like oh you made fifty thousand dollars last month i'm gonna buy your program and see like what do you have to say to those people like any advice wisdom truth bombs well, I would say um, I definitely got caught up in that as well. Like I thought that I needed to buy all of the things in order to be successful. But the truth of the matter is that those people 
saw success because they're consistent and because they're disciplined and they just keep going on the path that they are wanting to go. Also, one of the things that those people are not sharing is their mistakes and their failures and the things that like, you know, bring them to the ground probably because every business owner experiences those things and it's an up and down roller coaster ride the entire way. So don't feel like you're the only one that's struggling. Just keep going and focus on what you are trying to achieve. Like you, if you don't have a vision, that's number one step because you need to know what you're, you know, working towards. You need to know where you're going. Um, Also, if you have a team and they don't know, like, what's the grander plan here? Um, It's going to be really hard for them to find motivation, especially when they're not wanting to do anything. Um, So have a vision and just know that you're not alone if you're struggling. So just, you know, keep working at it every single day, like do something every single day that's going to get you to move forward. Oh, I love that. I feel like it can be, it can get so easy to get caught up in like, you know, like, oh, I'm not seeing momentum today, or I just don't feel like it. So I'm not going to, but then mm-hmm. how many days in a row do you not feel like doing it? Yeah, exactly. The plan comes in yeah. really clutch. That's <laughs> <laughs> something full transparency that I'm working on. Like I am not somebody who has been disciplined in the past. And now I'm like, with this pivot that I'm in, I'm like, okay, got to be disciplined, like have to stick with it. And so I, I really, um, look up to and admire people like you who have built what you have. Cause I'm like, it's possible. Like you're, cause here was the thought, Kelsey, when I first started, I was like, okay, people from Washington state, like who live in our area, yeah, like they, they don't make $40,000 a month. And then I started asking my friends who like, who are in corporate jobs still. And I'm like, what would you say if I told you I was going to make $40,000 a month? And they'd be like, good luck. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I see why people think that they have to move to New York or LA or these hotspots in order to like make it. But seeing you who has built this and I know you live in Idaho now, but still it's not New York or LA or any of these places that people feel like they have to move. It's really, it's super empowering because it's like, okay, it is possible to get to that level where you're like, you have your team, you have the, the clients you have, you are in the position where you get to make the choices now of like, do I want to take more clients on? Where do I want to go? How do I want to expand? Like I'm in, I've built this what's next. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that is one of the reasons why I moved out of, um, Anacortes where I was living in very small town because, I would even tell my parents like, hey, this was like in 2020 because I moved. I hit my first 18K month and I was like, holy shit, like I cannot believe I just did this. I was also like so burnt out because I was had a launch and I was like dead, but I was like, oh my God. And my parents were like, well, I guess you can pay for dinner then. Uh, no, this is my business is money, mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, and they were just like almost in disbelief. And so I was like, okay, I need to get out of this energy. Like I need something where people are, you know, empowering versus 
I don't know what the word would be to that, but just like in disbelief almost like no way, no way you can't do that. Like small town mindset is what I always go back to. Like they haven't seen more, you know, they haven't exposed themselves to the potential of being more. That is so true. I, I love that phrase, the small town mindset. Cause I'm sure no matter where you're listening to this from, like you, you felt this in some way, if you've come from a small town, like if you grew up in one of the bigger cities, I mean, you could, you might still feel it, but like, mm-hmm. that is so true. I feel that at such a deep level because we have like, we have our, our median income that the area makes and like right. how much people typically pay for a house and how much they typically what what kind of cars they typically drive. And it's like, I feel like subconsciously we're kind of placed in this box. So when people like you break through that narrative and you're like, mm-hmm. no, look, I made $18,000 this month. It's, it's hard for people to wrap their minds around because all they've seen is what they've seen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. And also I know that well, you just post something I'm really curious to hear more about lowering your prices. Yes. But, but like for social media management, there's, you know, a certain amount of hours that goes into what we're doing. And if we want to be able to, you know, maximize both the clients that we're working with, the profit and making sure that we're getting paid accordingly, then there's a certain threshold that we cannot dip beneath. And I just, just this past like month or two, I have raised my prices for the first time ever um, Mm -hmm. since starting my business in 2018. So that's a long time. Yeah. Um, And probably like a bit with imposter syndrome, you know, feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm already charging a lot. Like I was charging like I don't know, $1,000, $1,200 or whatever, like usually for my different packages and stuff. So yeah, um, it's totally interesting. Pricing yeah. and figuring out where you should price yourself, like your value plus you know the service that you're delivering. So I'm interested to hear from you. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, the I think the whole pricing conversation was stemming from... Um, a lot of investment that I've done, that's, that's been like over promise under deliver. It's more like the meat and potatoes are the stuff you see on social media. And then when you, when you get behind the curtain, it's like, what am I, what is this? Yeah. What am I paying for? So my pricing, I I understand like the services aspect of it because you are quite literally trading time for money. Mm -hmm. Like my PR pricing is not going down. My one-on-one coaching packages are not going down, but what is going down when I'm lowering my prices, um, is, is the fact of like templates. So I'm going more in like a passive, passive realm. Yeah. So I know a lot of people online want to sell templates for like $47, 49, 50, like anywhere between like 50 and a hundred dollars. And I'm like, that's, that's where I like put them up for that much money in the beginning. And then I'm like, I wouldn't even pay that for that. Mm -hmm. My goal in this business that I run is to make it as accessible as possible for people like me when I was starting who were like, I don't even know where to start. 
Yeah. So like, for example, I have pitch templates. I put them up for $15. There's seven pitch templates in there. And it's anything from like pitching yourself to the media, to pitching your um, influencer collaborations for your brand, to um, pitching yourself to be on podcasts or pitching someone to be on your podcast. Like it, it just goes more into depth, but all of these templates are tried and true things that I have done mm-hmm. and that work. Like my pitch that I use to get my client on business insider, like that is in there. Yeah. Uh, I got an immediate response from the wall street journal from one of the, one of the hello emails I sent. So it's, it's that experience bundled up, but I don't feel like I need to charge $47 per person. When I know in the grand scheme and the big vision is I want it to be as accessible as possible. Mm -hmm. And I want to help as many people as possible. I'm not in it for the money in that regard where I'm like, I need as much as humanly possible. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I want to provide, provide for my family. I want to work as little as possible and make as much as possible, but I'm not leading with like the money because Mm -hmm. I know in the future, when I do continue to update these templates, like I can always raise the prices later, Yeah. but right now I'm like, there's no reason that I should be charging $47 for this template that realistically is worth $15. Yeah. And if you multiply that by how many people, then like it makes it worth it for me. Yeah. It's just, it's just that, um, like, I feel like the online industry is so it's like the wild west when it comes to pricing. Like I've seen people charge $2,000 a month for Voxer coaching. I'm like, what? Two, like two, that's a mortgage payment. Yeah. (laughs) To, to text me, you want, you want me to pay $2,000 to text you? Like my Voxer coaching I, I did have it at like, I, I had it around like 500 and I moved it to three. Cause I'm like, there is no, and I added, um, document reviews in there too. Cause I'm like, there is no reason in my mind, me as a solo person, that's just responding to <laughs> questions and messages and things that people actually like need help with on the spot. There's no reason why I should be charging a mortgage payment for that. I'm like, I I want it to be accessible, but I will say when it comes to like me actually exchanging services and that kind of time, Mm -hmm. I cannot do like PR for a thousand dollars. Yeah. Like that. It's a lot of work and your, and it's your brain that they're getting access to as well. Uh Like, So, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's definitely certain things that I'm lowering my prices for, but then there's other things where I'm like, I, I physically cannot do it for less than (laughs) this because then I would resent you and I would probably quit my business. (laughs) (laughs) So it was kind of misleading. It was kind of a grabby headline, but (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You know how it is. Um, okay. Well, I have one last question for you. Um, and that is about leading a team. What is the hardest and the most rewarding thing about being a team leader? Hmm. Such a good question. Oh boy. Okay. I'm going to start. Well, I guess I'll start out with the hardest and end on like a high note. The hardest thing I would say is managing the tough conversations, probably like if 
you know, there's something that I'm unhappy with or dissatisfied with, or, um, you know, I need to critique them. It's really uncomfortable for me, like really uncomfortable. And I'm trying to get better at it because at the end of the day, like it's nothing about them, you know, their character, character, excuse me. Um, or, you know, it's not that I don't like them. It's not that I don't love them and want them on my team. So, um, that's something that I'm constantly working on and working to get better at. Uh, that's another thing that was on my emotional intelligence. Um, the, whatever the hard, the bad part of me becoming a better leader is that like, I'm not emotionally intelligent. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think you are. (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh. I forget what the word was, but yeah. Anyways, so I just have a hard time having being like vulnerable, open conversations and things like that. Um, That's very challenging for me. Um, But trying to get better. And the most rewarding part of having a team is they want to hang out with me. (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah, like we have a pretty cool culture and we really enjoy spending time with each other. Um, we had reviews in July. I I did three month reviews. So I promoted both of them, both of my team members in May. And so July was like their three month of their new role or whatever. And so we had like these little reviews and I asked them for feedback, like, you know, what can we do to improve and what can we do to make this team better and one of them was like I want to have team like events and so I was like okay put together all the events that you want us to do like one per month for the rest of the year and she did so now we have like a team event calendar and yeah it's super fun I was like oh my god I didn't realize that they wanted to hang out with me outside work hours but okay And I love that you delegated that to her also, because I feel like a lot of like, I'm thinking like my corporate experience, I feel like if I was like, oh, I want more team meetings or hangouts or whatever, I feel like they'd be like, okay, yeah, we'll put it on the roster and then they would do it. But I love that you allowed her to take initiative because she obviously had ideas of what she wanted to Mm -hmm. do because she was bringing it up. So yeah, I bet that was super rewarding for her. Hopefully. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to see more. I think I, did you already do one? Cause I think I saw on social. Yes. We went to the boy spirit of Boise. It's a hot air balloon festival. And then we went out to breakfast. Oh, fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Our next one, (laughs) right. (laughs) Our next one is a like barbecue and pickleball tournament. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, that'll be so much fun. Yeah. That's really like team building. You're like, eh, eh. yeah, <laughs> it'll be fun. Oh my gosh. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me on the lounge. Where can people find you and how can they work with you? Well, you can find me on Instagram at we are she rose. Um, she rose as in like the female she and rose a flower. Um, <laughs> And I also have my own podcast. It is called The She Rose Show, and you can listen to it 
on anywhere, any platform that you listen to your podcasts. And if you're interested in working with me, um, you can visit our website, www.wearesherose.com and download my service guide. Ooh, perfect. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I know that this is going to get such good feedback because we, we touched on literally everything from like (laughs) essentially branding to how your degree can help you to your background to leadership and everything. So I just, I know this is just full of goodness. So thank you for sharing your heart and just being here today. And, um, we will uh, see you on your podcast. Heck yeah, you will. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved this conversation. Hey, thank you so much for coming out to the lounge today. It is truly an honor to have you here a part of this journey in this community with us. If you're loving this podcast, share it with a friend, tag us on social media and leave some love in the reviews below. Also, there are still resources for you in the show notes below. So do not miss those before you exit out of this podcast. All right. See you next week.